This is the No Future Podcast, a sophisticated podcast about foreign films for Nora Ephron characters. This is the history part of our Train to Busan episode with Nicole Adsit and Christina Song. In this episode, we take a tour of Park Gin Hui's administration. And we visit a place where youth culture rules. So I also have a tangent here about the political situation in Korea at this time, because Mm. I read a lot of things about this movie, and they all kept saying how during 2016 and the years before, there were like a huge burst of political thrillers in Korea, and how this movie fit in in a lot of ways to the sort of commentary they were doing. And I was like, no, that's interesting. What was happening in Korea at this time? And a lot. Okay. So. Okay. Smart boy putting all those context clues together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really. Yeah. Well, smart boy. Really proud of you. Thank you. Um, I had all the clues. All the clues were there. You're just putting the pieces together with your big board and your string. Yeah, I know. This my cork board is exhausted. Um, (laughs) So this movie came out during the presidency of Park Jin Hye. Park Jin Hui. Um, <laughs> I want to get multiple Give versions of it so that yeah, when I edit it, <laughs> I can I can re-listen to those YouTube videos that said how to pronounce her name, and then I could get the right one. Great. Came out during the presidency of Park Jin Hui, uh, which was from 2013 to 2017. Uh, she was a right-wing politician, and she was the daughter of one of the military dictators of South Korea, who oh. um, ruled the country from the 60s to the 70s. And there is a movie that I saw a few months ago from 2005 called The President's Last Bang, which is the true story about how the head of the Korean CIA personally shot and killed her dad in a Korean CIA uh, safe house, which is a true thing that happened in 1979 in South Korea. Whoa. It is a, a really good movie. And I the entire time I couldn't believe this was a real story. That's what they'll say about 2020 and Trump. Mm. Yeah. Um, there may be a few other, you know, mirroring aspects of this story. So Park was impeached in 2017 and is currently in jail right now. Let's Whoa. take a look at her presidency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she was elected in 2013. And in 2014, one year after election, the Sewol ferry disaster happened. A ferry going from the northwest part of South Korea to the southwest part capsized, and 304 of the 476 passengers on board died, including about 250 students who were on a field trip. So this was, you know, obviously this was a national disaster and news story. Uh, The ship capsized because it was overloaded. It had three times the limit of cargo on board oh my god and it made oh um, my god it made a sudden right turn which caused all the cargo in the in the ship which was also not properly secured to shift to one side of the ship which caused the ship to roll over and start filling with water the captain of the ship then repeatedly made the announcement to the passengers do not move just stay where you are it's dangerous to move so just stay where you are Meanwhile, the captain and the crew were coordinating with rescue teams, and they were the first ones off the boat, <gasps> and they were the first ones rescued. 
and a lot of the people who died were like sitting in their cabins waiting like per their instructions <gasps> waiting to be rescued so oh, oh um, my god that is Social commentary yeah oh my god so the fallout of all of this was that the captain was arrested for homicide and the prosecutors yeah. the prosecutors tried to get the death penalty but <gasps> he ended up getting convicted Whoa. for 36 years which came life imprisonment 14 other crew members were convicted and are serving up to 12 years. The chief executive of the ferry company was sentenced to seven years. And the chairman of the company actually went into hiding after they issued an arrest warrant for him. And there was a reward put out for him for like almost half a million dollars. And then a month later, the police found a body, which turned out to be his. So the chairman of the company died, committed suicide something they found his body later park and the government were also criticized for the slow coast guard response and for downplaying any of the government culpability you know involved in like like uh, relaxing regulations on ferries and things like that and after the disaster park responded by establishing a commission to monitor and prosecute journalists and social media users who criticized her (gasps) ah whoa Whoa. Insecure bitch. Sounds familiar. (laughs) In the next year, in 2015, from May 20th to July 28th, there was an outbreak of MERS in South Korea. So MERS is the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, which is a type of... COVID. Yep, coronavirus, exactly. So, um, COVID. I was going to say COVID. Yeah. COVID. I said it first. I was eating, so COVID. Mm -hmm. I thought you said you weren't going to eat anymore. Well, yeah. It's, you're not, I mean, I'm looking at the video. I'm looking at the video and you're not eating. So it's weird that you would claim you're eating to justify why you said it after Nicole. Yeah, we can see you and there's nothing going on. Yeah, I mean, it was still on my tooth. It was like back there, you know, when you get. You were just kind of like had your mouth hanging open while Nicole said the right answer. Um, well, I thought she needed it. She needed it more than me, actually. I mean, that's not. I did need. It's a not win. wrong. I needed a big win today. And her win was successfully identifying that in 2015, South Korea did have an outbreak of coronavirus. Yes. Um, it was relatively small compared to COVID-19. Seventeen thousand people were quarantined. hundred and eighty-six were infected, and there were thirty-six deaths. Like I said, this happened over the course of about two months in 2015. Um, When the outbreak occurred, Park's Ministry of Health decided to withhold information from the public, which caused confusion and anxiety. Almost everyone who contracted MERS uh, contracted it at hospitals. So that's where it was spreading. But the government would not tell people which hospitals had had infections. And I think the idea, what I read is... uh, the Minister of Health decided that he didn't want people to panic at the hospitals that were had infections. But what happened is people panicked at every hospital. Of course. Of course. And this is this is a, an excerpt from the Wikipedia page on the MERS outbreak in South Korea. The following day, the Seoul Municipal Government announced that it had learned by chance through an official attending a meeting that a hospital doctor who had begun to show symptoms on May 29th and tested positive on June 1st, had moved freely within the city and had attended a gathering of 1,565 people on May 30th. 
Oh. So this is a fact that the city government of Seoul was not alerted to. It was just casually mentioned by some federal official during a meeting. And then they had to freak out and then try to, you know, do contract tra uh, tracing on all those people. And they have a link to the speech that the mayor of Seoul gave where he casually mentioned this fact that the federal government didn't tell him about this. And he is oh my God. very clearly uh, doing a lot of passive aggressive shots at the federal government and Park. And she ended up replacing her minister of health a month after the end of the MERS outbreak. One oh year later, oh. in October 2016, a political scandal emerged in South Korea concerning President Park Chun-hae and her close associate, Chue Soon-shil. So Park is the daughter of a South Korean dictator, and Chue is the daughter of Chue Tae-min, who is a Korean cult leader. Oh. And the What cult, a pair. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, uh, the cult leader... Choi Taemin worked his way into Park's family's inner circle in the 70s, and his daughter, Choi Soon Shiel, remained like an important confidant in Park Chuan Hae's life. So they'd kind of basically grown up together the daughter of the military dictator and a Korean cult leader. So the scandal that happened in 2016 had two aspects to it. It was that Chue, uh, an unelected person who had no formal position in the government, was given access and influence over major government decisions. Like she had access to confidential government information. She was advising the president on important public policy, while on the side using her influence to coerce companies to making donations to her nonprofits that she was embezzling from. So, oh my God. Um, this all broke in 2016 when reports began to surface that Chue had been given access to classified information, including on secret meetings with North Korea. Uh, she was oh. alleged to have influence on everything the park did from which handbag she used to like public policy that she was making. So in November 2016, the government indicted a Japanese journalist for reporting that Park had responded to the Sewol disaster by meeting with Chue, which was true. It did happen. And during the scandal, during the uh, Chue Gate, which is what they called it, there were polls that put Park's approval rating at 5%, um, which oh, is wow. very, very low. Uh, <laughs> in December oh. 2016, yeah. she was impeached. And on March 30th, uh, 2017, Park was arrested on corruption charges. She was sentenced to 32 years in prison on various charges like bribery, abuse of power, and election law violations. But it was recently reduced to 22 years. Wow. So, well, that's good. Perfect. In 2017... <laughs> the parallels are outrageous. Yeah. Listen to this. In 2017, the next administration investigated the Park administration and found out that she had made a secret blacklist of artists to be barred from receiving any sort of government acknowledgement or sponsorship, and that the Oof. initial purpose of this blacklist was to censor anyone who commemorated the Sewol victims in their artwork. <gasps> oh my god. Wow. In 2018, that oh. 
He's not done. Guess we've only got two years. Yeah, that's right. 2018, Chue herself was sentenced to 20 years in prison for abuse of power, bribery, and interfering with government business. And that's the end of the timeline. Now, as a side note to this tangent, (laughs) I was listening to an episode of the Asia Geopolitics podcast from Diplomat Magazine, which it like had an episode about this so I could like understand what was happening in the Chue Gate. Mm-hmm. And they pointed out that four of the last five presidents before Park had either left or been kicked out of their party after their presidency, and that multiple ones of them had ended with like single-digit approval ratings. Wow. And, yeah, the guest on the podcast described this as, like, par for the course. Like, all of these things that had happened to Park. And I found another article on the website The Straight Times, um, which said that all four of South Korea's living ex-presidents have been convicted of criminal offenses, and another of the former presidents killed himself after questions of graft involving his family. Oh, my God. So it seems like South Korean politics are wow the wildest. Yeah. Because Really? Well, I'm wondering like how what I'd be curious to see what the campaign trails are like for each of these former presidents because clearly there's something very captivating about them in their campaigning that I mean, or or maybe there's more corruption there, or maybe, you know, who knows if there's, if it extends that far. I would imagine somebody who is power hungry and succeeds despite not being in a, a, a I mean, I, you know, we have Trump, so I know. It's, That's the thing. it's entirely possible to mm-hmm. get a sociopath. Yeah, and like, I, what I haven't, figured out like what i was trying to figure out was like is it that oh really corrupt people are being elected or they're actually investigating the like presidents you know like if we had investigated our presidents to this extent would we have arrested like you know five out of the last six or something yeah um and i'm sure i mean certainly like criminal behavior or at least like unethical behavior would certainly rise to the top and it's so true that we just don't know you don't know a person's background mm-hmm. until somebody <laughs> until somebody creates In a power. formal investigation <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but having that context for this movie like this transportation disaster this epidemic that breaks out like the two years before and to see like all that like it a lot more of the movie seems a lot more relevant, you know, than just sort of a general zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. But that was the that was the the background on the movie that I had. And wow. everything I was like, well, there's probably nothing more and this will probably end. And then it just yeah. kept going. <laughs> and it's real wild. And it keeps going. Uh, I'm adding this later because I saw this after the recording. But there is a great New York Times article from January 18th, 2021, about how Lee Jae-young, 
the chairman of Samsung, is going back to prison for bribery related to Chuegate. So Samsung is a family business in Korea. Lee's grandfather founded Samsung, and his father was the chairman of Samsung for over 20 years. And Lee took over running the company after his father was hospitalized after a heart attack in 2014. After his takeover of Samsung, Lee gave millions of dollars in bribes to Park and Chue to allow a merger between Samsung's subsidiaries that would help him tighten his control over the company. There's a great paragraph in the New York Times article. In August 2017, a sole district court sentenced Mr. Lee to five years in prison for offering 8.9 billion won, or $8 million, in bribes to Miss Park and to Miss Chue to finance the training of Miss Chue's equestrian daughter and Miss Chue's other sports projects. Most of the money was embezzled through Samsung. As I really love the phrase, Miss Chue's equestrian daughter. Uh, Lee was sentenced to five years in 2017, and that got reduced to two and a half years, and he was released. But in January, it was unreduced, back to five years, and now he's going back to prison for another one and a half years to finish his sentence. And on top of all that, Lee was recently indicted on a completely separate charge of stock manipulation and unfair trading. And when I was going through this, one thing I never realized is how big a company Samsung is. So Samsung Electronics is the biggest company in South Korea by far. It's over double the revenue of the second biggest company. But Samsung Electronics is just one subsidiary of Samsung. They also own Samsung Construction and Trading, the 10th biggest company in South Korea. Samsung Life Insurance, the 11th biggest company in South Korea. Samsung Fire and Marine Insurance, the 18th biggest company in South Korea. Samsung SDI, the 30th biggest company in South Korea, Samsung SDS, 38th biggest company, and that's just part of everything they own. They own a theme park, so it's not surprising how intertwined Samsung is with the government and has been for decades. Uh, fun fact, Lee's father was also convicted of bribery twice, but never served any prison time. So again, like a lot of the things in Train to Busan are familiar horror and apocalyptic movie tropes, like inept government responses, corrupt corporate weasel people, <laughs> corrupt corporate weasels, and covered up outbreak. But at that time in Korea, they weren't just sort of vague ideas that rich people are bad. They were direct responses to very specific things that had been happening. And when audiences saw them, they knew exactly what and who it was commenting on. Okay, so back to the theme park. It's called Everland. It has a zoo and a water park. And one of its themed areas is called American Adventure. I found on this website, Zintel, uh, an article that breaks down each of these zones. So this is the description for American Adventure. It's as if the entire territory of U.S. West has moved here. Starting from the discovery of the American continent through the pioneer era, Rockville, and then the youth culture revival and the spread of rock and roll, the world of special adventures beyond time and space is provided for you. Enjoy its challenges and thrills. American Adventure is a main street where youth culture rules. 
Filled with exciting music and strong beats, this zone is built based on the theme of 500 years of American history, from the time when Columbus discovered the American continent to the 1960s when Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, burst onto the scene. It, it has the following attractions. Columbus Adventures, Double Rock Spin, Starlight Drive-In, Burger Cafe America, Let's Twist, Skyway, and Hurricane. So obviously, you know, Samsung is a good company, and they're doing a lot of good work. It's just there may be some bad scenes, and that's really what we're finding. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please tell everyone you love about it. We're on Instagram and Twitter at NoFutureNYC. And you can email us with questions or comments or compliments to nofuturemailbag at gmail.com. I, I miss you already.